will color me dumbfounded. Apparently, the NBA doesn't value a 6'9", 230-pound dude who can get down banging the post or step out and hit 333 career three-pointers, all while being a team-first dude who puts everyone else and everything above himself. Brady Manick was not drafted on Thursday night, and I am irked. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Friday, June 24th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget, we're free and available wherever you get podcasts so you can subscribe right now. Go ahead, if you're watching, smash the like button so we know you're here. And you know what? Go ahead, share in your uh, anger with me about Brady Manick not getting drafted on Thursday evening and uh, why you're upset about that. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things, though, before we get into talking about the draft. Um, first off, as a reminder, uh, my family and I are going on vacation next week. Uh, very much looking forward to that, but consequently, there will only be three shows, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, instead of all five days. Um, I've already pre-recorded those and got them scheduled and everything, and so I hope you enjoy those as always. Um, also, coming up in a couple weeks, I'm going to do a show where I talk about uh, the three best athletic moments from Carolina sports in the 2021-22 school year. Would love to have you all, the audience, uh, the the people that are part of this community, dive in and and be part of making those decisions. And so um, I'm going to put out some some things on, on social media about it. But if you want to get ahead of the game, you can send an email lockedontarheels at gmail.com. Uh, maybe give me your three to five favorite moments from this past year. Things like that would be great. Uh, you can DM the, the show Twitter account. You can DM me. You can respond on YouTube. I'll, I'll post uh, something about it there as well. All right, let's get into this NBA draft content. Lots of it. That's today's show. First off, we've already said it, but Brady Manick unfortunately was not picked. Normally there are 60 draft picks in the NBA draft, two rounds of 30 picks each, but two of those picks were forfeited, so there were only 58 this year. Would he have been one of those two final picks? We will never know. So we wait now for Brady to either sign a two-way contract or get uh, an invite to a summer league team. And, and legitimately, in, in full transparency, I'm recording this on Thursday night, like immediately after the draft ended. And so I'll I'll kind of be checking Twitter as, as we uh, record here, and maybe we'll get some news in real time. I'm going to search for Brady about Brady um, signing a contract or doing something here. Nope, still undrafted as of right now, but we'll keep checking in as the show goes on. Okay, so um, legitimately, I, I, I don't get this. I mean, obviously, I'm not an, uh, an NBA GM. I'm not an NBA talent scout, um, but I watch a crud ton of basketball, and, and I know what the NBA is looking for. This is a league that values shooting. This is a league that values 
scoring, putting the ball in the basket over just about everything else. If you're a bucket, you've got a shot in the NBA. Uh, bigs that can step out, which is exactly what Brady Manick is. He is a legit stretch fourth. As I said, 333 college uh, three-pointers made between Oklahoma and Carolina combined. And so, you know, we, we saw it with Cam Johnson. You remember on draft night how surprised there was that whole uh, Kobe White was at a press conference after being drafted when he heard how high Cam went? Nobody expected that. Why did the Suns take Cam that high? Because he hits everything under the sun. Obviously, he's probably a little more he's more athletic and, and can defend and do a few other things differently than Brady but there has to be a spot for this dude to land and don't just take my advice for it listen to his head coach a guy that did okay for himself in the NBA here's what coach Hubert Davis had to say earlier this week it's very hard for me to imagine there's not a place for Brady in the NBA with his size, his ability to shoot. I mean, you guys saw it. It's not, it, he's more than he can shoot. He's elite. There's guys that can make shots. There's guys that can make open shots. And there's guys that can also make contested shots. And Brady can do it all. And especially where the game is. And then you combine that with the character and the way that he carries himself, the type of person he is, the family that he comes from. He will be playing in the NBA next year. Um, I'm really, really proud of him, and um, I'm really excited about this process and the draft coming up in the next couple weeks. There you go. Hubert Davis said he will be playing in the NBA next year. And so, listen, Hubert Davis knows these things. He knows the game. He knows what's going on. And so... Um, Yes, he can be given to a little uh, verbal hyperbole from time to time, Coach Davis. Um, but he's not just going to throw that around for the sake of throwing it around. I, I believe he legitimately uh, thinks that Brady has a spot on an NBA roster and can stick. But, again, it was not meant to be. Brady Manick goes undrafted. And so, as I've said again, we're waiting on a two-way contract or summer league deal to be made known and be made public. I would imagine by the time you are listening to this or watching it, again, that news has already come out. Now, here's the good news, though, about going undrafted. For those of you that are football fans, let's put it in the context of the NFL draft. There are seven rounds, and by the time you get to Saturday, which is rounds four, five, six, seven, especially six and seven, you get to that point where it's like, yeah, there's the prestige of being drafted. That would be really cool. But you'd almost rather go as an undrafted free agent, and then you can be a little bit picky and choosy about what franchise you want to go try to catch on with, uh, a place that you may be connected with during interviews and workouts, maybe a place where you feel like your skill set can really be a fit. And I think the same is probably quite true here as well. You know, you get to the second round, and uh, it's not guaranteed in the same way that the first round is. And so once you get down that level, it's like, again, yes, the prestige of saying, yeah, I was a 2022 draft pick is great. But at the end of the day, would you rather say I was a draft pick and flamed out or I was undrafted and had a really solid 10-year career in the NBA because I know how to be a professional. I know how to be a team first guy. I know how to make shots. I know how to do what I need to do. 
I'd rather be undrafted and be a little bit choosy. And so um, hopefully Brady is able to do that. And one of the differences also, the, the NFL draft ends on Saturday afternoon. And so there are tons and tons of information coming out immediately about UDFAs, undrafted free agents. And while we're getting a lot of that, like I'm, I'm seeing a ton of it on my Twitter timeline here in real time, um, but uh, just, just not the sheer amount of volume that um, you would hear during the NFL draft. So, uh, again, we wait on that news. Uh, Thursday night was also a great reminder for me, not about any of the Tar Heels in the draft, but as I saw names go off the board one by one, I kept thinking of one particular Tar Heel who will be playing back in Chapel Hill this upcoming season. Who was it and why was I thinking about him? Ah, you're going to have to wait for just a minute on that one right after I talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and MLB. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and more. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So who was this other Tar Heel I was thinking about as I was watching the NBA draft? Well, let me just name some names for you. Paolo Bancaro, Duke, first pick of the draft. A.J. Griffin, Darion Sebron, Justin Lewis. What, what do these four names all have in common? And these are just examples. There's more that I'm leaving out. These are all guys who are either drafted on Thursday night. On Thursday night? What is that? I'm talking like Andy Samberg in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Noise, noise. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, these are all guys who are either drafted on Thursday night or uh, were immediately now announced to have signed a two-way contract. Again, Bancaro was number one off the board to the Magic. AJ Griffin, number 16 to the Hawks. Darion Sebron uh, signed a two-way contract with the Pelicans. He was that NC State standout you might remember. And uh, Justin Lewis from Marquette signed a two-way with the Bulls. Uh, but there's something else very specific that these four young men all have in common. They all experienced the hashtag leaky lockdown. That's right. Now, Bancaro, not as much um, because um, Leakey didn't spend as much time on him. That was a lot more Brady. Um, obviously, Carolina started off uh, the first game against Duke with Armando on him, and that didn't go quite as well as the Tar Heels had hoped or anticipated. Um, but uh, Leakey did end up spending some good time on him in that game, and then Brady took the, the bulk of the assignment in later games. Uh, but A.J. Griffin kind of went off in that first game when Leakey was spending more time on Bancaro. And then, when Leakey's guarding A.J. Griffin, the other two games, nah, bro, go home. 
And then he goes 16th overall to the Hawks, which I'm very conflicted about. I, I think I've said this on the podcast. I am an Atlanta native. I uh, grew up on the south side of Atlanta, so I'm a huge Braves fan, as you, as you know, if you watch or listen to the show often. Uh, love the Falcons, even though we're terrible, and even though 28-3, I will never forget. And I'm a big Hawks fan, even though they underachieved this year after overachieving uh, a year ago. Cy, uh, picked A.J. Griffin. I'm conflicted because he's a dookie. And, you know, while I, I try to be um, fair as much as I can to all teams, I'm a Tar Heel, and I love the Tar Heels. And so it's like, I don't want to cheer for A.J. Griffin. But he is a great basketball player, except when Leaky Black is locking him down. Boom, roasted, take that, son. Darion Sebron, again, two-way uh, contract with the Pelicans. Phenomenal score. Had a great year, except for two games. If my memory serves, we talked about in, in Quick Hitters how those were the only two games this year where Sebron was held under um, into single-digit scoring. Somebody's going to have to fact-check me on that because I'm saying that off the top of my head in real time. Um, I'm going to fact-check myself while we're talking. Um, but so Sebron, another one of these guys who signed uh, on Thursday night and... Leaky lockdown. And then what about Justin Lewis? Well, you might recall Lewis came into the into the Marquette Carolina game, first round of the NCAA tournament. All this hype, everything going on, all that noise. And uh, yeah, he got wholeheartedly shut down by my man Leaky. I believe it was seven points in total he scored. Okay, I've got Sebron's page pulled up here. Yes, uh, <laughs> the first game against Carolina, he scored two points, Sebron did. The second game, he got up to 11, but the reason I was thinking that is because it was a lot of um, garbage time points at the end of the game. But that, that first Carolina game was one of just two games all season where he ended up scoring in single digits. The other was Wake Forest in early March. And so, yeah, my man Leakey is, is who I was thinking of all night long because all these guys who are getting drafted keep popping up and I'm like Leaky shut him down Leaky locked him down Leaky stopped him Leaky's his daddy all of that noise and so here's why I want to bring that up in this context in this setting because here Leaky is the most underrated member of this starting five I'm going to talk about this more later on in, in the summer but I think we give so much adulation to the all the scorers while forgetting that if Leakey, let's say he holds Darion Sebron to two points, as he did. Let's say Sebron for the season is averaging 15 points. Those 13 points under his average are just as good as Leakey scoring an extra 13 points, right? And so that's, that's where plus minus comes into play. And so this... this all these guys getting drafted or signing two-way contracts is a reminder to me of just what specifically a high-level impact Leaky Black can have on a game because of his defense. Is that going to be enough after next season to land him a spot on an NBA roster or to get him drafted? I don't know the answer to that. But I do know that he deserves a harder and better look than he's getting. 
Pat, I believe Coach Pat Kilby and I talked about it this week, or maybe it was just a personal conversation we had. But you know, I, I had I had had a show where I talked about um, Field of 68's top 25 returning players, and Mondo is three on that list. RJ's on it. Caleb's on it. Leaky's not on that list. But I think he's just as impactful in many ways as those other guys, and people don't often recognize that. So I want to take this opportunity in this moment of the draft where we're celebrating all these guys to also say, yeah, but look at what Leaky Black did to them. And I can't wait to see a whole new crop of Leaky Lockdown candidates this upcoming season. would love to hear your thoughts on uh, who you can't wait to see Leaky shut down. Like some of these uh, Duke freshmen coming in, give me all that Leaky noise in those games. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of, lot of fun. Well, uh, there were obviously other draft things that happened on Thursday night, including two former Tar Heels, uh, one of whom heard his name called, the other who didn't. Who were they and what happened? We'll talk about it in just a second after I tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's nearly impossible for your local auto parts store to stock everything you need. So why have to go through all those questions you know you don't know the answers to when you could just sit at home and, and get on Rock Auto and figure it out for yourself, even if you don't need even if you don't know how to put it together or put it in or fix it, you could get the part and then get somebody else to do it. <laughs> That's what I do because I don't know a thing about cars and I need stuff like this. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Friends, that consistency is something that you can believe in. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and their inventory has everything that you need. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we are the ones that sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your vehicle will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so what are some of the other storylines from the draft? I've got a couple Carolina things for you, and then just a couple things uh, that stuck out to me as well. First off, uh, Walker Kessler, who transferred to Auburn after last year, and uh, I think I said it another time this week, uh, famously had more blocks by himself than the entire Carolina roster this past year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happened. Um, he went 22nd overall to the Memphis Grizzlies, so he's going to go and play with the homie John Morant. That should be a lot of fun for him getting to play in transition with that. Uh, I can just see Kessler getting a block, big outlet pass to Jaw on the break for a dunk. That'd be crazy. Also, Garrison Brooks went undrafted, um, and so I know uh, there was wonder if, if he might slip in somewhere, uh, but just, again, not to be, I think... Um, Manic obviously had greater potential of getting drafted than did Brooks, um, but that wasn't meant to be. So similarly, as we wait to hear about um, Brady Manic's landing spot, uh, we also wait to hear about Garrison Brooks' landing spot. And so let's see, uh, in real time, once again, let's look. Um, uh, anything with Brady yet? Nope, 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 nope. Nothing on Brady. So we'll keep waiting, keep looking, and uh, looks like we might not get that in real time. Uh, as I said, Paolo Bancaro went first overall to the Magic. And so here's what I want to know. 
How quickly does Cole Anthony start talking crap to him about what happened this past year in uh, in Shashevskyville in Cameron, and then in the Final Four? Like, you know, Cole Anthony is bringing that noise uh, in some sort of. I guess you got to be careful because it's your new teammate, and you you don't want to like set each other at odds. But you know, there's that good natured driving that goes on in NBA locker rooms all the time. We hear about it, and so. Uh, I'm looking forward to some of that noise. Similarly, Mark Williams, Duke's big guy that was drafted. Duke had four dudes drafted in the first round. I believe it was three in the top 16, four in the top 26, and then Trevor Keels in the second round. Crazy. It's a great haul for Duke, but um, just makes it all the more impressive that what Carolina did to them last year. Hey, you've got four first-round draft picks. Congratulations, the Tar Heels ended your season and Coach K's career, and uh, you lost your last regular season for Coach K in uh, Cameron. So, yeah, we're great with your four first-round draft picks. Anyway, back to Mark Williams. Uh, He was drafted by the Hornets. Uh, Similarly to me wondering about Cole Anthony getting all up in Paolo Bancaro's ear, When's MJ start talking crap to Mark Williams? Because you know MJ wants to talk crap, wants to come out on top, wants everybody to know his greatness and all that. Uh, So you best believe that that noise is coming from Mark Williams at some point as well. Um, Something else I just wanted to mention about the the NBA draft is it's just one of these special moments in life. These young men, these families, coaches have been working literally for almost two decades to get these young men to these points, specifically with the families. And and now that's coming to fruition. You know, I, you think back to the first time they, they dribbled a basketball or they showed promise or uh, late nights out running drills in the driveway or whatever it was. And to see that come to fruition, what a special thing that is. And to that point, I, I was um, texting with a... Um, first chair assistant at a Big 12 program on Thursday night, I'll just leave it at least that level of generic, um, who had two different players drafted on Thursday night, one in each round. One of them was a lottery pick, one of these. Um, So we were exchanging some texts back and forth, just talking about it. And I was just asking him, like, what is it like as a coach to see your guys going through this? And so he just talked about how absolutely crazy it is to witness these young men you've spent at least a year with, if not a couple, uh, two, three, four years with, how crazy it is to witness players who they've spent so much time investing in doing what they just did, walking across that stage, putting a hat on, shaking hands with the commissioner, and then starting this brand new life where they're now a multimillionaire. <laughs> like, what on earth? And so he, but the, the cool thing is, is he just talked about what a special time that is as a coach to see all the blood, sweat, and tears, the the yelling, the cajoling, the positioning, the technique, all of that. Um, it's so fulfilling to see all that hard work pay off. And so I just, I do want to remember what a special time a moment like this is um, for us as a fan base. Yes, I am so sad for Brady Manick. I'm so upset that he didn't get drafted. Um, but there are so many special moments that are happening and there's going to be special moments for Brady too. It just wasn't on Thursday night. Um 
Perhaps the neatest moment of the entire draft for me happened with Jaden Ivey, who came out of Purdue. You might remember him because Carolina played uh, Purdue in um, in November in Uncasville, Connecticut. Um, really good game. Purdue pulled away just at the end, I believe, won by nine points. But Jaden Ivey is just a dude. Now, you might already know this backstory, but... Um, his mom is Notre Dame's head women's basketball coach. Um, she's off, also coached uh, on the Memphis Grizzlies staff. Um, and so Nielle Ivy is her name. Now, Nielle is a phenomenal basketball player herself and played for the Detroit Shock, who was um, Detroit's WNBA team. Now, here's what's cool. Uh, Jaden Ivy, a lot of talk about, I mean, he's... Uh, everyone assumed he would be a top five pick. He's just growing and growing and growing. Sophomore, kind of same thing as John ja Morant, um, but but more bulky than John ja Morant. Um, Ivy needs to develop a shot. That's probably his biggest shortcoming right now. His athleticism, kind of similar to Seth Trimble, has allowed him to just get get into the lane and do what he needs to do. Um, but is a wrecking ball and just seems like a great kid. Well, grew up when, as his mom was coaching at Notre Dame, like as a ball boy doing all these things. Um, uh, I mean, there was even talk, um, Kyle um, Boone from CBS um, in his, uh, like was all on the Jaden Ivey train. Um, like had him as his number one overall pick. And, um, but what what's super, super cool is that where did Javen Ivy get selected? Number five by whom? The Detroit Pistons, playing now in the same city as his mom played. And so um, his mom was there, obviously, with him at the draft. And there was just a really neat interview. He was super emotional. And you love to see that. Just uh, we, we talked about just what a special moment this is for these young men, these families, etc. And... I mean, you could just see how overcome he was. Um, and I think part of that is he's been around this game so long, this game of basketball, and he knows what it takes. He knows how difficult and how hard it is to get to this apex of basketball, which is what the NBA is um, internationally. And so you just love to see that moment with a professional basketball player mom who is now a coach at another ACC school, um, loving on her son who's going to go play for a franchise in the same city where she played. You can't make this stuff up, friends. Sports brings us the best stories ever. Well, uh, before we sign off here, one last look to see if we've got any more news on Brady Manic and his whereabouts. Brady, 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 Brady. Doesn't look like it. Well, friends, you'll have to be looking for yourself again. Um... As uh, as you're hearing or watching this, we probably already have some news by this point. Well, that's it for this episode, and that's it for this week on Locked On Tar Heels. As always, man, so fun. It's been a great week. All the all the Pete Nance news, um, and getting ready for the NBA draft, and uh, man, so much good stuff going on coming up on next week's shows. Again, remember, there's only three shows: Monday, Wednesday. Friday. Monday, we're going to be talking about Iron 5 versus Depth. What are we going to have this year? Wednesday show, Coach Pat Kilby and I unpack Seth Trimble. 
uh, the last freshman in our summer preview series. And then Friday's show is an interview with former Carolina offensive lineman Brian Chacos, who now works for the Rams Club. Going to be great uh, interview with him. In the meantime, I want to thank you so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or watch every single day. Again, please subscribe wherever you listen or if you're watching, real easy. Just hit the subscribe button right there by the video. Doesn't cost you anything and it helps out the show a ton and it uh, gets, gets it out there to more and more people. So does smashing the like button. So as you hit subscribe, please smash the like button. Would love to hear your thoughts and feedback and best wishes to Brady Manick and uh, these other yeah, Tar Heels as they go on to their next steps. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of the Locked On uh, panel ta- of Locked On shows take you across the ACC in 30 minutes or less. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Thanks so much for spending part of your week hanging out with me talking Carolina sports. I hope you have a phenomenal weekend, and I'll be thinking of you as I sit on the beach with a drink, eating some good food, and hanging out with my family. I hope you get the opportunity to do the same with your family. And in the meantime, I want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until next week, peace! Peace!